This is More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. Oh, crowded house. Well done, sir. Who are Toronto bound, as a matter of fact? Joe Cristiano is going to the concert at the uh, amphitheater. And I should be there. It's just these days, honestly, I, it comes dinner time and I think, really, I have to go out. I have to take public transit and go downtown. I know. I just can't do this. Um, one of the things, obviously, we'll be talking about on the roundtable this morning will be uh, Harry and Megan and uh, their misadventures in Manhattan. But I'm with Alice Stockton-Reed, and she says the Pulse of New York is uh, not indifferent, necessarily. I think people understand it ain't easy to be famous, and it ain't easy to be the son of a woman who was killed in a car accident while she was being chased by the paparazzi. But at the same time, the idea that you can't, as a famous person, because Manhattan's full of famous people, that you can't get in a car and go to where you're going, and that you had to spend two hours running around Manhattan, stopping at police stations, getting out of your car, getting into a taxi, all of that stuff, that it just seems a little precious, to be perfectly honest. Have we found Bonnie Crombie? Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Doug Ford is ready to grant, I was going to say seven wishes, but actually just one wish to Bonnie Crombie, and that is that Mississauga becomes its own city. But this file is fairly fraught. So Bonnie Crombie joins us right now, uh, the mayor of Mississauga. Good morning, Your Worship. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me this morning. Okay, so our congratulations in order. I mean, just how big a deal is this? This is huge. This is historic for Mississauga. This is something Hazel was campaigning on more than 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I think she resented it from day one when Bill Davis, the architect of Peel Region, created the region. She knew, like I know, that uh, the region was created to fund the growth of Brampton and Caledon. And the time has come that we change that because Brampton is quite able and capable of standing on its own two feet. Okay, so, I mean, how much of an aspect, and maybe I'm overthinking this, but, uh, you know, is this like, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence for Mississauga? Absolutely. It is the Declaration of Independence, and it's finally allowing both municipalities, Brampton and Mississauga, to stand on our own two feet and make our own decisions without interference. Because, John, we make decisions at our own council tables. Then we have to go up to the region of Peel and have those other municipalities vote on our priorities. Uh, and so now we can do that without interference. And think about the duplication and the red tape of a second level of government going up there, a second administrative department, legal department, transportation, planning, and then the commentary that has to go along with it, meaning that when we want to process permits and applications, that's a whole other level of approvals. So let me play you some audio from a conversation that I had with Patrick Brown, who you're familiar with, mayor of Brampton. He's going to appear on the show a little later on. And he was saying at the time, he's not opposed to this divorce, but there's going to have to be a settlement. Let's listen. So I'm not opposed to the principle of getting rid of the region appeal. My contention has been that if Mississauga wants to leave and have a divorce, that they have to pay the bill. Okay, so how much of a bill is there to be paid? 
So, you know, I understand Mayor Brown has to put forward his own narrative, but the reality is Mississauga is the city that grew first. And as a result, the development charges that were garnered because of our growth went in to pay for the infrastructure. Our taxes, our development dollars is what paid for the water treatment plant, the waste disposal plant, and everything else that went along with it. And we paid for 70% of those costs for the first 40 years. And then as Brampton started to grow, uh, the percentage of our contribution started to decline such that it was 66%, then 65, and today it's at 60%. So the numbers don't add up. And in addition, we transfer $84 million a year to Brampton to pay for their roads, their planning and their policing. And the policing charges that go to Brampton are quite significant. Uh, you know, they're equal calls in Brampton than there are in Mississauga and you know that Mississauga is about you know what 30% large well maybe not 20% larger than Brampton right. is so I would argue with you that if Barrie, Belleville, Brantford, Windsor, London, Brockville, Cornwall, Dryden, Guelph, Kingston, London, Stratford, Thunder Bay, Timmins, Windsor can stand on their own two feet. Why can't Brampton? You know, this is an opportunity for us both to control our own destinies. I don't understand why he wouldn't be more excited about it. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to my conversation with him, but I guess my last question for you, Bonnie Crombie, would be, um, do you think this is going to be a delicate negotiation or, you know, you, you've just reeled off a bunch of figures there. Do you figure that, you know, Brampton will just knuckle under? So we're, uh, we've undertaken this campaign for fairness and equity because we feel that our tax dollars should be invested in Mississauga rather than Brampton. So of course, whatever the outcome of this um, negotiation will be, I also seek fairness and equity. Uh, so of course we want what's best for Mississauga. However, there will be fairness and equity at play. Uh, I can't imagine how the numbers would indicate that we owe them any sort of alimony in this divorce. Uh, but if it proves that, so be it. I mean, we, this is so important to us to stand on our own two feet and control the future of Mississauga. Uh, we're going to make we're going to do the right thing. And I know I said it was my last question, but I'm I'm actually curious. Uh, this is a multi-year process, apparently, this divorce. But uh, do you plan to do anything to formalize things? I mean, are you going to throw a party? <laughs> are you asking me if we're breaking out the champagne this afternoon, John? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might be doing a happy dance. You're quite right. But let's see. You know, the devil is always in the details. So notwithstanding, we knew this was coming. We heard this was coming. Let's see what the legislation looks like. Yes, we will both be in the uh, provincial legislature this afternoon for the big announcement. Um, and then, you know, our folks will be combing through the details of the regulations and of the legislation. But again, fairness and equity is what is what's at play here. We just want what's right for our taxpayers. It's been 50 years that we've been funding the growth of the region of Peel, and that just has to stop. Okay, and I keep promising it's my last question, but I have one more. That's okay. Um, does the, are you still possibly in the running for the leadership of the provincial liberals, or does this gift from Doug Ford buy you out? So this is a really significant shift for us, and it's pretty historic. And well, as you know, liberals have been approaching me to run for the leadership, but this is really not the time to talk about this. Um, you know, we have to stay focused on this historic announcement, and, and and I'm very grateful for it. It's I really feel like it's fulfilling Hazel's legacy, and I know she's smiling down on us today. This is pretty incredible.
Thank you for this. Thank you, John. Bonnie Crombie, mayor of Mississauga, about to be its own independent city. Somebody just texted in, what about Caledon? Well, okay, you know, we'll talk to the people of Caledon shortly. But with all due respect, uh, if I'm remembering the figures, it's like 800,000 residents in Mississauga, 600,000 in Brampton, 18,000 in Caledon. And you know I love Caledon because of my friends at Connecticut. This is More in the Morning. On News Talk 1010 Toronto. We were joined earlier this morning by Bonnie Crombie of Mississauga. We're now joined by the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown. Good morning, Your Worship. Morning. Okay, this is something, obviously, you saw it coming down the pipe because you were actually talking about it a while back on our show. But what is your initial reaction to the announcement that is going to be made today at Queen's Park? So, you know, there are potential advantages with a large caveat. And so when I when I look at the potential advantages, I do think the region appeal is, you know, um, has a number of redundancies. It, it, it does slow down our ability to, to uh, invest in housing when you have um, a, another layer of government. And so I look at the planning department at the region appeal, the planning department at the city of Brampton. Um, there are many aspects of the region that are unnecessary. And so, you know, getting rid of a layer of government in Canada could be helpful. My caveat is is this. It's been around since 1974. This was set up by Bill Davis um, under the basis that we could pool resources to pay for expensive infrastructure. And so the, the, the most expensive aspects of the infrastructure are water treatment, um, which would cost a billion dollars to replace it today's dollars, um, wastewater, which would cost three billion dollars to replace it today's dollars, and of course our our, our police headquarters, um, and we've paid forty percent of the cost, and they're now at capacity. The region appeal had just in, just passed in our budget that in the coming years we're going to build a new police facility in the northwest of Brampton, and we're going to have to build new uh, wastewater infrastructure, and the basis was that this would be cost-shared, just like we cost-shared what we built in Mississauga, what is now going to be necessary for Brampton and Caledon's growth was going to be cost-shared by by Mississauga. Literally, this is what we've done for 50 years. And when this bill's about to come, all of a sudden Mississauga's saying, oh, we have to leave. And so it's it, it, my analogy I use, it's mm-hmm. like going for dinner. You've got one person at the dinner table who eats all the dinner, the plate is empty, gives it to you and says, now, now you can have the rest and, and, and let's split the cost. It's just... It's not fair. Um, I, I'm not against Mississauga being independent, but you have to pay your bill. You, this is not Canada's wonderland. You can't have a free ride on the backs of a Brampton residence. Right now, the premier is assuring me he will not let Mississauga walk away from the bill. But Mississauga has no financial plan and no answer to how, how they're going to pay for this. If okay. anything, Mayor Crombie saying she doesn't owe anything. And so that is alarming to me. Um, I will support a divorce as long as what we've paid into infrastructure in Mississauga as Brampton residents, we get paid back in 2023 dollars. All right. Well, at the risk of starting a fight, then let me play you back a clip from Bonnie Crombie's conversation an hour ago right here on News Talk 1010. So, you know, I understand Mayor Brown has to put forward his own narrative, but the reality is Mississauga is the city that grew first. And as a result, the development charges that were garnered because of our growth went in to pay for the infrastructure. Our taxes, our development dollars is what paid for the water treatment plant, the waste disposal plant, and everything else that went along with it. And we paid 
for 70% of those costs for the first 40 years. And then as Brampton started to grow, uh, the percentage of our contribution started to decline. All right. At the risk of belaboring a metaphor, I guess what she's suggesting there is that you got the meal. So there's a report that looked at all this the, 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 by Deloitte. We studied this. Um, it clearly contradicts everything that Mayor Crombie has said. Um, and, you know, one of her talking points has been they subsidized police in Brampton to the tune of $33 million. The stats shared yesterday by the chief of police very clo- clearly show- shows that she was um, either misleading residents or lying. Uh, there is more calls in Mississauga every day than there is in Brampton, uh, not just this year, but the year before. And so I realize the mayor of Mississauga has some talking points. But every, everything that is decided at a provincial level needs to be based on facts. And so when they appoint this panel to look at cost, um, it needs to look at these facts. And we will be very vocal in Brampton if our residents uh, are taken advantage of. And so um, there's no debate. Um, there's no debate that we paid 40% of the cost. Those are the cold, hard facts at the region appeal. Are you guys going to be able to work this out, or is this going to turn into a cage match? So... The province is going to appoint a panel to to look at these costs. We have the Premier's assurance that Mississauga won't be able to walk away from their bill. Um, And, uh, you know, if if for some reason they were allowed to, then then obviously we'd have to look at what legal recourse we have. Um, But since 1974, um, we paid into this infrastructure. And, you know, I have heard the mayor of Mississauga say, oh, there's infrastructure in Brampton as well. You know, it'll all work out. The infrastructure in Brampton is the Peel region um, council chamber and the archives. That would no longer be necessary. It's completely um, unnecessary infrastructure that you could sell off. But what is in Mississauga in terms of water treatment, wastewater, and policing is actually critical infrastructure that a municipality doesn't have a choice um, of whether they need. Patrick Brown, thank you very much. It's going to be an interesting adventure. My pleasure. Okay, Patrick Brown is the mayor of Brampton. And yes, I completely appreciate it. We've talked to two of the principal stakeholders. And um, the sort of orphan in all of this is Caledon. But I, I guess administratively, I've always understood that, you know, it's just, it's all about a regional thing, right? So if you're going to process water and sewage, you're probably only going to do it once for the entire region, and then the municipalities have to cash in on it. But I've always felt a little sorry for Caledon, which is a lovely place, but it's dwarfed by the population size and actually sort of the corporate imprimatur of uh, Brampton and Mississauga. I always find cold cases to be very compelling, and I guess why people write procedural dramas about them and write books about them. But one aspect or one chapter on a story has been closed with the discovery of a car submerged with the remains of a man inside. And they believe they were actually dredging out, this is inside uh, Lake Ontario, they were dredging out another car wreck and they discovered a car that has probably been there since 1983. And inside they found the remains that they believe belonged to David Hanna. He was a prison guard in Bath, Ontario. And in 1983, he vanished. He was 36 years old. I quickly did the math because one of the things I always find particularly compelling to old cases, unsolved cases, is how old would this person be now? You know, where are their loved ones? Are their parents 
still waiting for some kind of resolution. And this guy was 36 years old when he went missing in 1983. He would be 76 years old now. And the case is, I said, this brings one chapter to a close, but not the book, because it is thought that he was murdered. But he was found inside a 1969 Oldsmobile Delta 88 at the bottom of that lake since 1983. It's 8.30, so... Let's get to the half-hour headlines, and Ashley Legasic is here. Good morning.